Yeah, life isn't a sitcom. Real personal family business seems a lot messier than that. We laugh, we cry, we fail, we try again. We forgive and we ask for forgiveness. In order to do personal family business God's way, we have to get his wisdom from his word. So grab your Bibles. Ryan! It's fine. Everything's fine. Open up your Bibles with me, please, to Ephesians chapter 5. A sermon series uh, by popular demand called Personal Family Business. All right, so for the next four weeks, we have four different preachers. We're going to be talking about marriage and parenting. And uh, I'm starting with a message to wives as we talk about the business of submission. You're like, wow, Pastor Jeff, you really drew the short straw on this one, didn't you? Well, there was a method to the madness here. You see, I realized that I'm going to preach this message, and then there's going to be three other guys after me. So by the time I'm back up here, a lot of you have forgotten. But I hope that you don't forget, because this is the Word of God, and we take it very seriously here, right? So in uh, preparing for this, I thought, you know, I could get online and look for people's opinions about, you know, what the Bible says when it says, wives, submit to your own husbands. I could get opinions online. I thought, but wouldn't it be cool if we got local opinions, right? Like people that lived in our community. So we went, we asked local women. um, We went down to McCandless Crossing, actually, and we asked them, you know, the, the Bible says wives should submit to their husbands. We said, what do you think about that? And um, we asked, would you submit to your husband if you were married? I thought it was going to be this fun, like Jay Leno, jaywalking thing. And then I, (laughs) it wasn't. Um, I can only compare it to this. Have you ever heard of those, like, there's like tribes of people that live in different places of the world that think like if you take uh, their picture, like the camera captures their soul, it was like that kind of a reaction we got from people. So we got permission to audio record answers, but we did not get permission to video record. So um, we're going to share the audio with you, all right? So turn your attention to the screen. But we asked some questions, and this is what we got from some local ladies. Now, the Bible says yes. that a wife is to submit to her own husband. And I want to ask what you think about that. Do you that. see the fire in my eyes? <laughs> what, what do you think about that? Just honestly, I opinion. think it's it, the Bible was written in different times. Okay. And I think as we progress, we've learned a lot. And so I, I think it has changed. I okay. don't believe in it. Okay. Can I one more question? It's yes or no. And I'm not going to ask if you're married. But if you were, would you submit to your husband? No. All I want to know is this. The Bible says that a wife should submit to her husband. And I just want to know what you think about that, your honest opinion. Equality all around, there's no submission. Okay. Follow-up question for you. This is yes or no. No, no, no. No, this is an entrapment. No, nothing. I just want your honest opinion. Follow-up question is, and I'm not going to ask you if you're married, but if you were, would you submit to your husband? 
No. Okay. Thank you. So, same question. I agree. I, I think that the wife, a man and wife should be equal. Okay. So I wouldn't say that a woman would submit. I mean... And if you were married, would you submit to your husband? No. Okay. Same question for you. Um, Bible says a, a wife should submit to her husband. Um, what do you think about that? I think that the Bible is... It should be interpreted differently for the times. I think when it was written is differently interpreted now. Okay. And if you were married, would you submit to your husband? No. Okay. Okay, the question is just simply this. The Bible says that wives should submit to their own husbands. Uh-huh. And all I want to know is what you think about that. I feel like you should submit if you're given reason to. I don't think you should just submit to a man because he's your husband. If your man is making sure everything's taken care of, you're taken care of, then submit. But not just because you're the husband, free reign. Great. Yeah. One <laughs> more question. I'm not going to ask okay. you if you're married. I just want to know, if you were married, uh-huh. would you submit to your husband, yes or no? If I'm taken care of, yes. The Bible says, wives, submit to your own husbands. Right. What do you think about that? I think no. Okay. I am very independent, and mm-hmm. I carry my own. I make my own money. Mm-hmm. I kind of am my own boss. You have to learn to deal with me. <laughs> I'm Love not going to. Yeah, you just have to learn to deal with me. I'm not going to submit. No. Okay. Not going to submit. Okay, I guess that... I wear the pants. I'm controlling. I have control problems. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very self-aware, apparently. (laughs) Um, uh, So I guess the follow-up question is kind of uh, moot at this point, but I'm not going to ask if you're married, but if you were, would you submit to your husband? Engaged. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, submissions, so yeah. I guess not. Huh? No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but um, we also went out to film and record um, election day, and that probably uh, wasn't the best time to do that either. <laughs> but did you see a did you see a theme there? So, the question is, uh, what is the role of a wife? What is the role? Well, I did a little more digging, since apparently um, we didn't get great answers from the, uh, from, the, from the fine folks at McCandless Crossing. They, weren't, they didn't seem too amiable about this whole submission concept, but I did find um, an article uh, called The Good Wife's Guide from uh, Housekeeping Monthly. Now, I should probably preface this by saying this was published in 1955. <laughs> and uh, there are 18, I'm not going to read all 18. All right, I'll send you the link if you wanted. You can probably Google it, whatever. But there were 18 uh, tips on how a wife can best be a partner to her husband and a mother to her children. And all of these tips... Team, uh, seem to, uh, they seem to circle around the idea of how you treat your husband when he gets home from work. That was like all 18 things on the list. All right? Like I said, I'm not going to read all of them. But I think, I think we would greatly benefit from hearing some of these. Don't you, Justin? Yeah. All right. So um, first couples like have dinner ready and they're about, you know, food and stuff like that. And I'm on board with that. But I, I love this. Number three was uh, prepare yourself. Take 15 minutes to rest so you'll be refreshed when he arrives. Touch up your makeup. Put a ribbon in your hair and be fresh looking. He has just been with a lot of work-weary people. Um, I don't know how things work in your house. 
But I don't know anybody that's getting refreshed in 15 minutes. That's going to take a lot more than that. But ladies, again, okay, this isn't from the Bible. I'm just clarifying. But ladies, yeah, put a ribbon in your hair, please. <laughs> Apparently your husbands will appreciate that. Uh, number four on the list says, be a little gay and a little more interesting for him. I just love how that's worded. I come home, I'm like, Erin, what did you do today? And she's like, you know what, I found out, we were out of almond milk, so I had, ah, I'm going to need you to be a little more interesting. <laughs> How would that play in your house? His boring day may need a lift, and one of your duties is to provide it. All right, so ladies, please, in the name of all that is decent and holy, can you be a little more interesting? All right, skipping down a few, number <laughs> number 10. I asked security to be on standby really close, all right? So we do have a security team here. Ladies, I'm just letting you know. And I didn't write this. But uh, number 10 says, uh, you may have a dozen important things to tell him, but the moment of his arrival is not the time. Let him talk first. Remember, his topics of conversation are more important than yours. Oh, snap! (laughs) Moving right along, number 14. Don't complain if he's late home for dinner or even if he stays out all night. (laughs) Sounds like some of you aren't on board with that. (laughs) Count this as minor compared to what he might have had to go on through that day. Like, listen, honey, the printer at work clogged. That's why I didn't come home. Like, okay, sweetie. That would not fly in my house at all. I'll be planning my funeral. Um, Number 16, I love this one. Arrange his pillow and offer to take off his shoes. But you don't just do that all willy-nilly. You have to speak in a low, soothing, and pleasant voice. Show of hands, men. Do any of you have your wives do this for you? Anybody here at all? Not one person. If you're watching this stream, would you please email me, men, if you have a wife that, that does this. Wow. Um, number 17 says, don't ask him questions about his actions or question his judgment of integrity. Remember, he is the master of the house and as such will always exercise his will with fairness and truthfulness. What, are you married to Superman? Like, what is that? I love this. You have no right to question him. Hmm. Uh, welcome to North Korea. Hey, well, like, <laughs> come on, man. What is that all about? Uh, and uh, number 18, I think, kind of, you know, really sums it up, doesn't it? A good wife always knows her place. So, all right. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and <laughs> pretend that we never did that. So what is the role of a wife? And you're like, I don't know, but it's not that. 
Well, Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. So what is the role of a wife? And you're like, I don't know, but it's not that either. And it is. It absolutely is. And the reason the hair stands up on the back of people's necks and people get their claws out when this is mentioned is just simply because it's so misunderstood. So many wives miss the blessing because they don't understand what this means and because they don't understand it, they can't apply it. So in the spirit of persuasion on your outline today, why should I submit to my husband? So um, if you're a married woman today here, I'm talking to you, right? And I certainly hope that your husbands are listening because I have a few things to say to them. So why should I submit to my husband? Number one, write this down. It's God's command. It's God's command. Look at verse 22 again. All right, again, I didn't write this. The elders did not come up with this. This didn't come from some denomination somewhere. This is from God. It says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Like, what is submission? Well, in a very generic sense, it's humbling yourself to someone else. But in the context of the home, specifically, it's coming under the authority and leadership of your husband. You know, it's, it's funny, though, when we talk about submission, right? Because in our lives, just our daily living, we submit to so many different people in so many arenas, right? We submit to the government. We submit to the police. If you work outside your home, you, you have a boss that you submit to. Submit to the leadership in the church. Actually, um, it says in uh, Ephesians 5.21, church context, that we should be submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Okay, so we live these lives where we're constantly in submission in all these arenas, but as soon as we mention this one, wives submit to your husbands, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. One of the reasons people react like that is because they think that submission is weakness, right? It's this idea that submission is weakness. And it's not. Who was the strongest person to ever walk the planet? Who was it? You're like, uh, Samson, no. No, there was somebody much stronger than Samson. You're like, Lou Ferrigno, no. Who was the strongest person? Shout out the answer if you're confident you know it. Jesus, yeah. God in the flesh, by far. The most powerful person to ever walk the planet. And do you realize... Jesus was also the most submissive person to ever walk the planet. He said it, John 6.38. Jesus said, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. Do you realize every second of Jesus' earthly ministry was in perfect submission to his Father's will? He never did anything of his own will 
He's like, everything I do is in complete submission to my Father. So if you think submission is weakness, I would encourage you to take a look at Jesus Christ. Submission is strength. Submission is saying, God, I trust you. Therefore, I am going to trust the authorities that you placed in my life. That takes strength to do that. We've got to clarify some things here, right? We've got to be really specific. Um, you're going to want to jot some things down as we talk about submission. Submission does not mean, submission does not mean, first of all, inferiority. Submission has nothing to do with equality. See, people get caught up on that. It has nothing to do with that. Jesus submitted to the Father, right? Was Jesus inferior to the Father? No. In fact, Hebrews 1, spoiler alert, God the Father calls God the Son God. Did you know that? God the Father calls Jesus God. He's like, you're my God. There's not inferiority. There's total equality. And listen, men and women, husbands and wives, you can be equal and have different roles, right? Like think of a $1,000 drum kit or a $1,000 guitar. They both have the same value, don't they? They're both $1,000. Do they have the same role? No, they don't have the same role. So submission isn't, it's not a matter of inferiority, right? Uh, submission is not a matter of slavery, secondly. Um, they rightly did away with slavery, did you hear? Did you hear about that? They did away with slavery. Some of you are looking at me like, what? They did away with slavery! Oh my goodness. I've got to back up here. Abraham Lincoln... How far back do I have to start over? (laughs) They did away with slavery. Submission isn't slavery. We'll circle back to that one later. Um, Submission also, ladies, submission doesn't mean um, you're called to submit to all men. Notice the passage says to your own husbands. To your own husbands. Submit to your own husbands. It's not this idea that all men are authorities over all women who are submissive. That's, that's not it either. Um, next, a submission does not mean that you submit uh, to sin. In other words, if your husband um, would ask you to do something that's sinful, you don't do it because you're appealing to the higher authority, which is God. Colossians 3.18 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. As is fitting. Right? If your husband asks you to sin, wives, no. That no. We don't sin. And submission does not mean that your opinion is disregarded. Okay, this is another big one. Submission doesn't mean, wives, that you can't speak up. It doesn't mean that you're uh, not allowed to disagree. It doesn't mean that you're not allowed to, hey, let's talk about things before we make a final decision. Submission doesn't mean that you're not allowed to have an opinion. It's okay 
not only to have an opinion, which I can't believe I have to say that out loud, but some, somebody needs to hear that. Another thing you need to hear, though, is this. Husbands, it's okay to defer some things to your wife. That's okay. In our house, Aaron and I make decisions together. We make, like, every decision together. And I don't mean, like, what brand of orange juice to buy, right? Let's have a family meeting. I don't mean that. I mean the big decisions, right? The direction of our family. What are we, uh, things, things we're planning for the kids, like schooling, um, vacation, you know, financial decisions. You know my wife works in finance. And how idiotic would it be of me to try to make decisions for our family without saying, hey, Aaron, help me figure this out. What should we do here, right? It should be a team effort. Now, God said the husband is the authority in the home. And you're like, well, what does that, what does authority mean? Here's what authority means. You're going to want to write this down. Because <laughs> Rich is going to talk about this next week. This gets so skewed. This is what authority means. I have to make choices to bless and protect those that have been entrusted to me. That's what authority means. Some people think authority means, I'm the boss, I get my way, you do what I that's not. That's not what it means at all. Authority means God has called me to make decisions to bless and protect those that he's entrusted to me. That's what authority in the church means. Our elders are trying to make decisions to bless and protect all of you. And that has to translate into home. I have to make decisions that are going to be what's, what's best for my family. And wives, submission is empowering your husband to be the leader that God calls him to be. That's what submission is. And there's no way around it. It's a command. And this is the part where the preacher's going to try to soften the blow or put a little sugar on it or try to redefine some terms. But look, this church was founded on the belief that the Word of God does the work of God, and we proclaim the authority of God's Word without apology. This is a command. Notice it says, um, Wives, submit to your own husbands, look at this last phrase, as to the Lord. Do you see that? It's as if you were responding to Jesus himself. Wives, submitting to your husband is part of your submitting to Jesus. That's God's will for you. We've just got a lot more tense. You're like, yeah, can you read some more of those funny things from 1955? Because this is where it gets uncomfortable. But the biggest reason the wives submit to your husbands get so so protested and and so and so resisted you the, the number one reason that we have such a hard time with this concept is because husbands are not loving and leading their wives the way they're supposed to that's why again rich is going to talk about that next week you cannot miss next week if if we show up here next week and you're not here, we are sending a bus to pick you up. Because you can't miss it. That's why submission is such a struggle. 
Because there's two sides of this coin. Husbands and wives both have their roles to fill out. And when a husband isn't loving his wife the way Christ loved the church, oh, spoiler alert, when a husband's not doing that, it's a lot harder to embrace this idea of submission. To make it worse, too many men have abused their authority. And they've twisted this verse to mean something that it does not mean. And that's why we get all these objections from wives. They're like, well, what if my husband's not a Christian? What if my husband's not a Christian? Well, actually, that gives you an extra motivation to be submissive to him, according to Peter. Because Peter says in um, 1 Peter 3.1, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. Do you see that? You can win your husband by your godly conduct. You're like, well, what if my husband isn't a good leader? Are there times that we are called to submit to those who are not good leaders? Has it ever happened like with our government? Ever? I mean, I have to ask because apparently you didn't hear about Abraham Lincoln and that whole thing. We're called to submit even when it's bad. Did you ever have, did you ever have a, a rotten boss? Did you ever have a really bad boss? Jillian, you're not allowed to raise your hand. Did you ever have a really bad boss? We're called to submit even when the leadership isn't great. You're like, well, what if my husband is abusive? Hey, submission does not mean that you're allowed to be abused. It does not mean that. And if you're in a situation where you are, you need to come and see me as soon as possible. Reach out to me, and we will get you out of that situation. But submission doesn't mean that I just have to take abuse. It's not it. We want to protect you and your kids. Otherwise, ladies, wives specifically, you're commanded to seek the Lord and how to submit to your own husband. And ultimately, look, ultimately it's a faith issue. It just is. Just as you demonstrate your love for Christ by obedience, you demonstrate trust in God's sovereignty by submitting to your husband's leadership. It's ultimately a faith issue. You trust God or you don't. Right? But why should I submit to my husband? Because it's God's command. Secondly, number two, why should I submit to my husband? It's God's design. Look at verse 23. It says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. It's God's design. And here's where the motivation comes in, because it's commanded, and that should be motivation enough. I agree. But understand, it's so much more. It's not some arbitrary command. It's God's design since creation. In creation, God designed the husband to be the loving authority in the home, and the wife to be the submissive helper in the home. 
You're like, okay, well, if that's God's design, then why is it so hard to live out? Because of um, because of Genesis three sixteen, that's why. Realize in the Garden of Eden, we we preached this so many times, but um, man brought sin into the world, and um, by transgressing the one law that God gave, and in Genesis three, God gives the consequences of sin, and in Genesis three sixteen, one of the consequences of being fallen people living in a fallen earth. One of the consequences is going to be the breakdown of the marriage relationship. And that's where um, God says to Eve, your desire shall be contrary to your husband. That's a, that, that's a figure of speech. That your desire is to rule over your husband is literally what that means. You're going to have this desire to be the authority. The second part of that says, but he shall rule over you. And in the Hebrew um, we've talked about this before, that, that phrase, a rule over, it's a very harsh term, okay? It's not, it's, not a polite, it's not a polite concept at all. It's your husband's not going to treat you the way that you deserve, and you're going to have this desire to be the authority in the home. It's the conflict in the marriage relationship as a result of the fall. And then, you know, we have these weddings and, uh, you know, all the chapel bells are ringing and all that stuff. And really what we're doing is we're putting two sinners together in the same home. And there's, there's going to be conflict. And our only hope, our only hope is God's power by His Holy Spirit and God's wisdom by His Word. That's our only hope for making any marriage work. But from the beginning, submission is the wife's role in God's design. It's pre-fall. It's the role that God always intended. And because God is the designer, going with His design is the only way that it's going to work. The wives, you need to get before the Lord. Am I submitting to my husband in a way that honors you? Because, God, I see you commanded it, and it's, it's been your design from the beginning. And why is I going to tell you, you know, you're not being submissive when you're more loyal to other people than you are your own husband. And you talk to anybody that's come to me for premarital counseling, I've, I talk about these things, every couple. When, you're, when you demonstrate to your husband that you're more loyal to other people than to him, that's not submission. Wives, when you argue or pout when you don't get your way, that's not submission. When you manipulate with tears, with nagging, with deceit, that's not submission. When you publicly belittle your husband, that's not submission. I've seen that. Wives... It's okay to have, we have fun with each other, right? We have, all families do. But I've seen wives just like belittle and berate their husbands publicly. And I just see their husbands just standing there like so embarrassed. Like, yeah, let me tell you what the big idiot did. You know, what, what a moron. And she's just running him down in front of people. And, and um, like I said, I like to joke and have fun and we play around and stuff. But wives, you got to watch that. 
You're not being submissive when, when you make decisions without talking to your husband. Like I said, Aaron and I make all of our decisions together. She'll tell you. We make every decision together. We never make a major decision without lots of talking, praying, thinking about it. But, you know, I'm never going to come home from work someday and, and find a, you know, and escalate in our driveway. And I was like, hey, check out what I decided to buy today. It's not going to happen. And she knows the same. We decide on everything together. I just thought I'd kind of drop that hint in the sermon. Maybe uh, we can talk about that later, Aaron. It's God's design. God wants to bless and protect you, wives. God wants to bless and protect you, and he's done that by establishing authority. And not being submissive is putting yourself outside of God's design. And to be blunt with you, if you can read this and hear this and study this and say, yeah, I see what the Bible says, but I ain't submitting to no man, what you're saying is, I know better than God. I've come up with a way that makes more sense than the way God's come up with. And I say this as your friend, but that's, that's a very arrogant place to be. Thinking you know better. And you're putting yourself outside of the blessing and protection of God. God's design is best. God's design is best. And I think this is a great place to remind you that God's ways always seem counterintuitive. Every time, right? Do you want money? How does God say to get money? It's counterintuitive. Give, right? I heard somebody say, give. That's how you get money. God says, you give and I'll give back to you. You give to my purposes, I'll give you more. It's counterintuitive. Like, who came up with the idea that I give my money away to get more money? That doesn't make sense. God says, that's exactly how it works. It's counterintuitive. And how do you handle your enemies? We crush them, right? How do we handle our enemies? It's counterintuitive. What do we do? Bless them, pray for them, seek to do good to them. That's counterintuitive. God says that's how you win them. And then we get to the home. And uh, we're like, wives, how do you get fulfillment? How do you get satisfaction? How do you get this feeling of you're in this you're in this role and you're and you're living the purpose for which God uh, gave you as a wife? How do you do it? The best path is submission. It's counterintuitive. Yes. It seems like everything God calls us to do. It's God's design. Finally, Number three, it's God's display. It's God's display. Uh, Verse 24 says, Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Wow. Why? Why do we submit? Look at it again. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Why should we submit, wives, why should we submit to our husbands, wives? Because marriage is designed to be a picture of Christ and his bride. 
the church. Okay, so God's goal for everything, God's goal for literally everything is to put his glory on display, right? So let me ask you, what is God's goal for your marriage? It's the same goal, to put his glory on display. That's, that, that's, that's the reason God designed marriage. That's why this whole idea of husband and wife, that's, that's the purpose behind it. God wants to put his glory on display. And how does that happen? It's when you husbands and wives are a display. You are a picture to the world of the relationship that Jesus Christ has with his church. That's the picture. See, the world should look at you, husbands and wives, look at how you interact with one another, and they should see this is the relationship that Jesus Christ has with his church. There it is right there. I see it. The husband, again, spoiler alert, sorry, Rich. I'm not stealing all your thunder from next week, are you? Or am I? I am? All right. You'll get the week off then. <laughs> um, but the husband is to represent Christ in the marriage relationship. A servant leader who loves his bride even to death. And will do everything to provide everything that the wife needs. Isn't that what Christ did? I will die so that you can have everything. Men, that's what you're called to. That's what you are to do with your authority. And the wife is to represent the church who loves her Lord and submits to his leadership and follows his lead. That's what the church does for Jesus. Wives, that's how you should submit to your husbands according to verse 24. Boy, this uh, sure speaks to the conditional submission, doesn't it? We saw that in one of the uh, opening video man on the street things, right? The, the, the girl said something like, I'll only submit if. I'll only submit if my, if my husband does this. Or if... Is that how it works in the church? Like Jesus... Harvest Bible Chapel, we are yours, and we will do whatever you call us to do as long as it's not one of these three things. Other than that, Jesus, we're all yours. Is that how the church works? No, we we submit even if we don't want to, right? Even if we don't understand. Does Jesus sometimes make decisions that we don't like? Does he? Oh, come on, we can be honest. He already knows. Yeah. Sometimes, listen, sometimes Jesus makes decisions that I'm, I'm not on board with some, at first. I, get, I, get, I catch up. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I'm like, no, 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 Jesus. This is what has to happen. This person needs healed. No, no, no. Jesus, this, this, this is what the church needs. Or this is, and I think I have it all figured out. And sometimes Jesus makes decisions that, Frankly, I, I just don't understand. Like, why would you do this? But submission comes when we as a church say, you know what? I don't, maybe I don't agree with what he's doing. Maybe I don't understand what he's doing. But I know ultimately blessing is going to come our way when we follow Jesus Christ. That's why I follow him, even if I don't like it or agree with it. 
I know that following him is the path to blessing. And wives, it's the same. Blessing is always on the path of submission. Because you're putting the relationship of Jesus and his church on display. And I know at this point, actually I was going to say at this point, but probably some of you a half hour ago said, oh yeah, I hear you, Pastor Jeff, but all of this is so easy for you to say because you ain't a wife. Guilty. I'm not a wife. I cannot speak to the blessings of submission based on my own personal experience. But I have some good friends who can. I'd ask you to turn your attention to the screen. Hi, my name is Shelly. I've been married to my husband, Roberto, for 23 years. Uh, Being submissive to your husband is something God calls us as wives to do. And he does bless you when you are obedient. And he has blessed our marriage in that we have a strong relationship with each other that grows um, daily. And I also believe that being submissive to your husband is a practice to being submissive to God, because that's what he wants every man and woman to do, is to submit our lives and our hearts to him. Hi, my name is Bethany Sprunk, and I've been married to my husband, Rich, for 36 wonderful years. Submitting to Rich has meant accepting God's good order for my life, just as Rich submits himself to God and accepts God's good order for his life. Some ways that I've done this over the years include encouraging Rich, not shutting him out, and not making major decisions independently. We communicate, and we're in this together. There have been challenges over the years, but through them, I've learned the best way to live is in obedience to God, and that includes submitting to my husband. I've been blessed with a strong, joyful, loving marriage, and we pray every day that our marriage will reflect and honor our Savior and our God. My name is Jane Saber, and I have been married to Dawn for over 50 years now. When I think of the word submission, I think of coming under the mission that God designed back in Genesis when he created woman to be a helper for man. I see it as Dawn and I walking hand in hand and side by side down this path of life, him leading the way. Submitting to Dawn's leadership has helped us to avoid some pitfalls and rocky places that he has always looked out for. It has given us a sense of peace and less controversy in our marriage. It has given us a real sense of oneness and a respecter for each other's opinions. I would encourage women to know that it is always good and right to do things God's way. Pray for your husbands that they are sensitive to God's direction in leading you down the path of life and that you become the helper that God intended you to be. Come under the mission. You know, maybe I should have just led with that. That's how it works. And we have people that can testify to that. Like our elders uh, to come forward who are going to serve communion as our worship team makes their way back up. We're going to close our time here together around the Lord's table. Communion reminds us of so much. It reminds us of the price that was paid to redeem us. 
It reminds us of the love of God to save us from his wrath. But it also graphically displays the ultimate example of submission. So, if there's anyone here that maybe is still in some way, shape, or form protesting this idea, I want you to consider the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. As we're reminded, submission isn't weakness. Submission is strength. And it's the path to blessing. What a glorious picture of the strength of submission. The Bible tells us on the night that Jesus was betrayed, He took bread and He broke it. And He gave thanks. And He said, this is my body, which is given for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. After the meal, Jesus took the cup. And he said, this is the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sin. Drink this in remembrance of me. This is Pastor Jeff Miller, and I would like to thank you again for listening to the podcast of Harvest Bible Chapel, Pittsburgh North. And you know, a question that I get asked frequently from people is this. How can I support your ministry? Well, I got good news for you. It is easy and it is secure. All you have to do is go to harvestpittsburghnorth.org backslash giving and follow the on-screen directions and you can give online to support the ministry of Harvest Pittsburgh North. So until next time, this is Pastor Jeff Miller saying thank you again for listening to the podcast of Harvest Bible Chapel, Pittsburgh North.